Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back. Episode 37. Suplex. Biddies. Biddies. Brought to you by the Couch Guy Sports Network. Use the internet one time. Go check them out. Uh, www.couchguysports.com. Over 600K views this month. Uh, this nice. month is year. Excuse me, this month. We, we'd be big time if that was the case. <laughs> so, round of, round of applause to everybody with that. Um, but with that being said, with me as always, uh, Vice President of Talent Relations, Diego Galvis. What am I, John, John Laurinaitis? God yep. damn. Um, you have... I don't want to be have, the reason for people to be released. I mean, Future listen, Endeavor King. Yeah, that could that that's you, man. Um, then we have uh, Mr. Legend himself, uh, the king of Norfolk, Virginia, as of today, uh, Andrew Hunneman. You got anything to say, Andrew? About being the king of Norfolk, Virginia? Nope. Andrew Virginia Andrew, Andrew officially <laughs> conquered. <laughs> Did you want to just say Andrew? <laughs> Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. It's one of those days, boys. You best believe it. Oh, you didn't know your ass better call somebody. Oh, what a way to start the episode, fellas. Yeah, that is great. Um, again, so brought to you by the Couch Guy Sports Network, but you know, I mean, Hunnaman feels this right now, as I can tell by the droopiness in his eyes. Hunnaman, have you ever felt unable to focus, tied, just low in energy? Yes, you know, sometimes, currently, especially. <sighs> well, it's so funny because we understand that feeling, that we understand so well that the Suplex Biddies podcast is brought to you by our friends, not only at the Couch Guy Sports Network, remember couchguysports.com, go check them out on internet one time, but we're also sponsored by our friends over at Shocked Energy. Shocked Energy is a drink made by gamers for gamers. All their flavors compact with 180 milligrams of caffeine to ensure that no matter what you're doing, your focus will always be razor sharp to keep you performing at the top of your game. Their formulas are designed to specifically give you a high energy boost when you need it the most while ensuring to avoid the jitters after too much caffeine consumption. Do yourself a favor. Head over to www.shockenergy.com. Use the promo code CGSN today for 10% off your order. Check out their green apple flavor box or even their watermelon flavor box. Oh, and don't worry because guess what? I mean, where do they ship? Worldwide. Yeah. Bro, that's right. Worldwide. Get your shocked energy today and let us help you gain your focus and energy back. Also, a lot of a lot of Christmas sales. So go check shockenergy.com right now. Don't want to miss out. Do it. All right. Do let's it. Di- let's dive in, shall we? Let's dive in. Not like not like we would dive in back in the day with a DVD player. No, let's dive into the content. Let's get it going, boys. Why, you, why did you have a DVD player on standby? Don't ask. <laughs> what, what is DVDs anymore? Don't, don't ask. I said, all right? Don't I have ask. so many questions. Don't ask. We'll talk off it. All right. Now that that bit's over. Um, did Jones so- make an adult film? <laughs> he, he did say the king of uh, you know he almost messed up with Virginia and called it something else. You guys got me. You guys got. Me. 
Oh, you guys, caught me. you guys caught me red-handed. I can only imagine the thumbnail of the title. Oh, we're screwed. Jones makes adult movies? <laughs> Yuck. Ugh. Yuck. Uh, All right. Uh, and this episode is sponsored here by Jurgen's Cream. <laughs> <laughs> Not a chance in hell. My via for them soft hands. <laughs> Dry skin, peeling facial hair. O'Keeves. Want to whack? <laughs> Jurgen's. Get your bottle today. <laughs> yeah, honestly, Shit. that was good. That was good. I think we should. Uh, think, I think we should reach out to Gergens. Jergens. It's not. Gergens. It's not bad. This episode is also. This episode is also sponsored by Grillo's Pickles. We like it, Gergens. <laughs> Had to have a DVD player, didn't you? <laughs> what is happening on this episode? <laughs> uh, okay. oh, Supl- no. Su- suplex I'm wearing the fucking up. shirt. I'm wearing the fucking shirt. I'm wearing a shirt. King of Norfolk, right there. Wales. Yeah, that oh, reminds yeah. me of hundred oh, percent I'm the Wales Tail, Virginia, dude. <laughs> oh. Who would have thought Hunter goes to Norfolk, Virginia for one weekend, and all of a sudden he's bigger than Hangman Page in Norfolk, Virginia? Who would have thought? Oh. <laughs> oh, uh, wish. But okay, let's get back on track. Also, the Suplex Space podcast is brought to you, yes, by a real sponsor this time, I promise, is Exogun. Uh, ever do a workout and feel like you need a massage after? Well, get your massage without leaving the house. Don't let your pain and soreness slow you down. Exogun revives muscle, boosts circulation, and releases energy so you can recover faster and live better. Take it wherever you need it. Work, gym. If you walk on the trail, take it, you know, and put the power of percussion. Per- Percussion massage treatment in your hand. God damn it, Jones. Portable when, do I, when do I get an ad read? You know? That's what it's I por- want to know. It's portable, adjustable, and powerful. Exagon is trusted by the pros to deliver the ultimate in recovery. Like we said before, you can use it for percussion therapy. What is percussion therapy? Oh, look at that. I said it right. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you keep mispronouncing it. I can't Google it. I don't know how to fucking spell it. Pasuedo. <laughs> Percussion, ther- <laughs> percussion therapy boosts muscle function and recovery by penetrating deep into that muscle tissue of yours with a series of rapid, concentrated pulsating strokes. How many knows about pulsating strokes? Gain back control of your body and achieve long-term pain relief with actual gun. Get 10% off your order with the code CGS10 at, at checkout as it comes with a charger, a carrying case. Go get your actual gun today and treat yourself to a massage at a moment's notice. I'm All right. crying. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Yep. All right. So with that being said, we can dive into the topics that we have. What po- what's this we just, podcast about again? Oh, God. Unless we just want to oh. go off the unless we just want to go off the cup. Stop talking about wrestling and just pal talk just, 101, episode one. <laughs> Season two. <laughs> Listen, don't get me started about that. Because if we bring that back on him in, oh, if you want to give me a, a general a general talk show, I would be down for that anytime. We're doing, we're do, we're we're doing. You know what? You know what this podcast is turned into? Per, persuade Diego to give him his own show. Let's do it right now. <laughs> Diego, uh-uh. that's I mean, guys immediately gets canceled. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. I might get picked up pretty quick. Spotify loves content. Okay. Yeah, that's true. He might be getting paid more than Pat McAfee by FanDuel. Who knows? Oh, God. Anyways, can we can we please get back to wrestling? So, so, that, so, so that's a no on the whole the own show. 
That is a hell no. Yes. I don't, I don't, get, I don't, I don't get my own Cleveland show. There is no Cleveland show right now. Well, there is one, but those guys are far more professional than we will ever get to be after 100 you know, episodes. See, see, see you, 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 you missed the joke. He was making a yeah. family guy joke. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, oops. <laughs> Who else <Wrestling>. but Quagmire? <laughs> oh, God. Giggity, 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 giggity. Let's have sex. Let's have sex. <laughs> All right, get back on topic. See, this is this is why. Yeah, what the fuck, do, man? We can't reel, do this. Reel, reel it in. Fucking DVD players, Jergens, Gergens. Oh, all right. Wrestling. So, <laughs> let's get let's get some thoughts on our first topic here. Our first topic is official. Um, two big names are leaving NXT in Kyle O'Reilly and Johnny Gargano. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were rumors and speculations about it the entire time. And guess what? It's official. It's happening. Both guys are technically free agents. With Gargano rejecting a bunch of offers that WWE made towards him, mm-hmm. uh, including a potential um, NXT deal where he would have control over his entire stuff, and he said no. So does that kind of lead in toward uh, how undesirable WWE currently is, or do you think Gargano currently wants to take time off and – Potentially, we see him back after his kid is born. I think. Start with Gargano. We'll move on to Kyle Riley. Yeah. I think Gargano's taking some time off from wrestling in general just to be around Candice LeRae their newborn, which is supposed to be due in the next month or so. I can't remember exactly when. I believe it's February, actually. But it seems, you know, he'll be on a little bit of a maternity leave, per se. <laughs> Probably has plenty of money saved up. He put his shirts back up on uh, pro wrestling tees as well. So he's got a little side income coming in. Show up for an autograph appearance here and there. He'll be fine. He can do it. He can go whatever. He's Johnny Wrestling. He'll, he'll land wherever the hell he wants. And he'll be a big time player there. So I think he'll be back. I don't think it's going to be WWE, though. No? No. You think he's going to. I wouldn't. Jesus fucking Christ. It's off. We're good. Why? Why? Um, do we think he's like AEW bound or do you think like New Japan ass? I would like to see him do a run in Japan just because of his style of wrestling seems like it would blend well over there as well as something if there was going to be a Ring of Honor relaunch allegedly which they tease to be April of 2022 if that's actually a thing be cool to have a couple guys pop up there even if he does like a short term deal to kind of give him some mainstream uh, appeal for the uh, the relaunch or whatever they're going to go for I just he's done it all in NXT and if he goes to the main roster you know what's going to happen nothing so if he's smart, if, I think if he's smart, he bolts and tries his tries out elsewhere because there's so many places to go these days. It's, there's an abundance of wrestling content. It's absolutely ridiculous. So I mean, for me, 34, he'll be 35 in August. Still plenty of plenty of tires left on mm-hmm. that on that truck. So personally, love to see him wrestle elsewhere. Um, I think I think New Japan will be fan, a fantastic spot for him. Mm-hmm. You know what I would like him to be. Give me him versus Jay White leader for the leader of the Bullet Club. Boom. Done. That could be cool. Yeah. Diego? I in the Bullet Club would be sweet. <laughs> I like that. <clears throat> so, I mean, on, on Johnny Gargano, I part of, me, part of me believes that this is just a partial breakup between him and WWE altogether. Um, you know, there is... Continuous rumors still speculating that people like 
Tommaso Ciampa and others could be getting an, an opportunity to the main roster like Raw or SmackDown. So part of me believes that Gargano could be coming back after his short leave to return to one of those shows. But other parts of me just believe that he's ready to go into the independent scene. Um, I kind of like the New Japan um, look, for sure. Um, but I personally feel like Impact could actually be making a move for somebody like him, um, where they've kind of been off the radar lately and uh, just kind of on their on their little gimmicks here and there. Um, having having somebody like him, um, having somebody like him could actually open a window of opportunities to attract some, some, uh, some of the other talents that have been released there. Uh, so I, I personally think impact is, is his number one landing zone after this. Uh, but I also wouldn't be surprised if somebody like AEW made a, made a, a run for him. Uh, you know, reminder, CM Punk has barely been anything for, for AEW. And should AEW decide that, you know, uh, that it's maybe time to add something onto that storyline? What better than Johnny Gargano versus CM Punk? I don't I don't see anything wrong there. Uh, no, you know, no. I, 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 at first I didn't mind CM Punk in AEW because obviously because of the crowd pop that he got when he came in and all the attention he's gotten and all that stuff. But in terms of talent relations, it, it's... You know, it's just a big name filling in a, a gap for AEW. It's not like, you know, a severe talent joining AEW and showcasing what he's truly made of, like, you know, Brian Danielson or um, or Moxley have been doing for, for them when they joined, when they joined in. So, um, so for me, I really wouldn't mind CM Punk. I mean, he'd be, he'd be making waves in that. In, in that promotion as well, he'd be joining names like you know CM Punk, like I mentioned, Brian Danielson, Ruby Soho, Adam Cole. Why not? So, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong; it would be nice, but I, I just feel like AEW again, <clears throat> not enough TV time for all these people. So they're gonna they're gonna have to cut it down a little bit. But I mean, with shows um, expanding and all that stuff, it wouldn't be surprising if they'd be making some shuffles around and decide to you know to have some. Double shows going throughout the week. I don't know. The way AEW is trending right now, uh, WWE should be a little scared. That's all I'm say. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what about Kyle O'Reilly? Kyle O'Reilly, I think, is for sure in AEW. Yeah, even, even if it's only like a short run in AEW, he has to go back for the Undisputed Every Union. I, I don't see how he couldn't. It's all, it's all right there. The writing's on the wall. You get two of your best friends that you had a successful clearly super successful run with in another company and then you can throw them against the young bucks and omega if he comes back in time for them to still be a unit or they could all just become the elite and then have some dissension once people come back then he gets some feuds going into like next summer he i just i you need to see that he he'd get some crazy pops he'd get to break out the moves that wwe kind of was like eh, don't don't do that he is, his move set <laughs> his move set is far deeper than he was allowed to really show so it'll be nice to see him break out some of his uh more hidden gems if he jumps over to AEW and teams up with the boys so i i think that's just a foregone conclusion it's just a matter of when yeah i mean i, I would agree with that um but again you know 2022 does offer any opportunity and after um after the final revisions are done to the books of WWE, 
who knows? There could be some openings where they would say, you know, feel free to bring back some, some, uh, some of your talent. You have this certain cap space that you can that you can utilize to bring back some of that talent. Would not surprise me at all if Kyle O'Reilly was one of the first guys that they worked on, uh, mm-hmm. because if anything, if they were to bring him back, O'Reilly actually would make a crap load of sense on a show like Raw, uh, where he could feud with quite a few there. Uh, SmackDown as well. He could he could have a phenomenal feud with. Um, uh, Excuse me. He could have a phenomenal feud with the guys like with the likes of like you know Roman Reigns and others. But for me personally, I think his top destination, like I said, after reviews are done of the books at WWE, it would not surprise me if they said, "Here's your cap space that you can utilize for the next three to five years, and here's what you can offer up." Kyle O'Reilly would just make so much sense to have matches with people like. I mean, can you, can you picture Kyle O'Reilly versus Seth Rollins? Or maybe even Kyle O'Reilly versus, I don't know, AJ Styles? That's a phenomenal card altogether right there. I would not hey. be surprised at all if, you know, if this is a guy that would absolutely make sense. Yeah. He's another one that I just worry about getting lost in the shuffle and just being another name just because of his size. But he does have that special charisma and if you give him a title belt he can play the air guitar on his way out which people seem to love i don't know what they're gonna do i really i, I hope they don't like i know there was rumored to be another round of releases which seems to be the case every fucking you know three four weeks hopefully that's not the case and they actually do get their you know ducks in order or whatever you want to call it and maybe they do bring back some names so ring of honor's whole you know company's now in the free agency pool so officially yeah yeah. Lots of stuff going on. Yep. Yep. I don't know. I'm curious to see what direction uh, both companies go in, honestly. I'm more so looking forward to seeing what it looks like for, for WWE more than anything. Just because, you know, we sit here and we wonder what's going to happen. Like, we still need to see where. Um, Bray Wyatt's going. We still need to see where some some big name free agents mm-hmm. that are that are still out there are going. And for mm-hmm. WWE, I mean, listen, I understand budget cuts and stuff like that. But if there's a chance to get some of these Ring of Honor guys, you you, you freaking do it right away. I understand it might not be big household names, but getting them in neither NXT or even having them just up on the main roster would be absolutely fan fantastic for you right now because real quick aw is slowly sliding their way up in my opinion and wwe stock is going way down i I understand day one it's a new concept but i don't know i just don't know what to expect from it fully one thing that i want to discuss um and someone made a a real comparison to it so the cm punk versus mjf feud great feud yeah, WWE, the WWE version of it right now is Edge versus The Miz. Well, yeah. What is that a few weeks ago? What is what what is the best, the better one? Which one do you think is going to be the better one? MJF Punk, Punk Edge, Edge Miz. Punk and MJF just because they can have a little bit more explicit language and kind of blur the lines a little more, which they're not afraid to do with the the real life tie-ins. Edge and Miz is great, but then you think about the match itself. 
I'm still going to say Punk MJF because MJF's clearly a superb worker based on all his matches he's had with like Jungle Boy and Darby and everything like that. So I, I'm definitely going MJF Punk for Feud of the Winter because it seems like it's going to run through Revolution, which is their next big deal. There you go. Great question, honestly. Um, I don't know. I I really just don't have an answer on that one. I kind of agree with what Hanuman just said about the uh, the winter matchup that he was talking about. But other than that, I I don't know. I I'm I'm stumped on that one. So I think for me, my only thing is that. I understand that both of them are very much so just to get pops because if you think about it, um, Edge versus Miz, both men on the mic, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. MJF is a guy that's kind of blown onto the scene since joining AEW, and now he's going up against one of the best uh, at promos I've ever seen in CM Punk. Um, and they're just going you know, Banger after banger after banger. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious to see how that how they play that feud out more more than anything. But I do think that there's potential for Miz and Edge to have. I mean, listen, I understand Hanuman, like you said, the little more uh, explicit language and the promos and stuff like that. Um, I'm not sold on their match being as great as everybody hyped up to be. Like I think Edge and Miz could put on probably one of those matches that you look at in 2022 and it could potentially be talked about as, as the match of the year for the entire year based I off of strongly, <clears throat> I strongly disagree, but bold. Okay. It's bit just bit just based off of obviously I know Miz hasn't wrestled in a while. Edge is up there in age. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just the way I look at it. Like I See, think, I mean, for, for me, that's the problem though, because Miss, we've kind of known to what extent he's good on the mic and to what extent he can develop his promos. And we, we've known all along what, what Edge can deliver in terms of his promos and the personalities that he brings in, especially, you know, the last one that he brought in when it was, you know, all out, you know, him versus Seth Rollins. Um, <clears throat> so there is that banter to be had. However, I think authenticity here is what matters the most because you've been so accustomed to a certain level of promotions to be delivered between these two that when you look at MJF and the others, like there is so much of originality being brought in from MJF that it just gives them a gigantic edge over, over what WWE can already, you know, be preparing to deliver between these two. And the fact of the fact of the matter is, is that for WWE, it needs to get to a certain level of personal before it becomes good. While with MJF and those guys, it just it, it, it just blows off. It just blows off. There's no personal trade-offs. It's, it's just all about how good their talent really is. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that those are things that fans are just not prepared for when that when that gets delivered. And that's what actually attracts fans around. It's new content, original content. Nothing like, you know. We already know where Miss is gonna go, and we already know that Miss is gonna probably utilize Maurice uh, a little bit in there in the promos. He's probably gonna have to utilize her anyways to give her some sort of TV time because they just brought her back. 
what is Edge gonna do? Bring in some of the some of the oldies as well. Beth Phoenix is there's your mixed tag match, but that's so the bigger thing that I would look at too with their two feuds is AW tends to have a be, so far have has had a better history of not letting feuds drag on yep. too long. And WWE could literally run this feud through like WrestleMania to be the big mixed tag match on the show because they love to have one every year. And I just think that's a long time to have them feuding with each other. So that's where my hope comes in more for Punk and MJF. I figure they'll fight. It's so infrequently that they do it more than once, one-on-one. Obviously, there's exceptions like Christian and Omega from this past fall for the TNA championship and then then the you know the actual AEW world championship. But you can mm-hmm. see, I don't see that few getting dragged out. I think they're going to get the most bang for their buck from the first probably month or so of the of – the, I don't even know when they're supposed to fight at this point. I don't think they've even announced it. So we'll see if they just keep it fresh somehow. It'll be cool. But, uh, yeah, I just – I don't have much faith in WWE not running it into the ground where you just get sick of seeing it just like all the other freaking feuds, like McIntyre so, and Lashley. So when you say it like that, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. Um, more so what I'm saying is that <clears throat> if Miz and Edge are set for, set for day one and it's just going to be a one-off and this is going to be their big thing, um, I, I just think there's potential for that match overall to be a little bit better than Punk and MJF. Don't you think they'll just have some screwy finish that kind of screws it up anyway? Potentially, yeah. But, I mean, if it's a legit one-on-one and they don't do the, the, the usual WWE finish, it's – I listen, I understand I'm, I'm putting too many eggs in that basket because it's WWE, but at the same time, I have to have a little bit of hope. I actually talked to one of our, our close confidants – uh, Rick Rufo about uh, this earlier today and I was texting him about it actually because I knew we were going to talk about it on the show and he actually got back to me while I was asleep and we lost Jones potentially oh here he is uh, he said anyone who says MJF and Punk won't be as well or no who says Edge versus Miz will be better than Punk MJF is a fucking moron so <laughs> sorry <laughs> I mean so it's not so, like I'm, yeah I mean so again like I said, if it's the usual WWE way where they, it's a screwy finish, I'll uh, I'll bite my tongue and I, I'll, I'll say I was wrong. But if it's an, a, an actual match and it's 1v1 and it's clean, there's no interference, no f- funky funky anything in it, just, just my opinion for now. I think the only thing that can somewhat save for, for you, Jones, on, on that hope there between Edge and Miz is if we realize who's managing the aspect of that match. If it's current management or somebody like Triple H comes back in and gets into the fold of things and controls the management and the narrative of how that match goes. Because if Edge is the one, man, if H is managing that, guaranteed it'll be beautiful new content, you know, all out, actually good deliverance here by WWE. But if it's current management, it's going to be so PG that it's going to be more like rated G than anything else. Well, you know, the producers, they have, it's the same producers they have for all, like, you know, there's a lot of backstage producers, honestly, and yeah. certain ones get the big matches. So you could see like a Michael Hayes get that one, or even like a Tyson kid. But in the end, it all goes through Vince McMahon. And if he says, well, I like this feud, I want it to go on for another three months, then you're going to get all the screwy stuff. Yeah. I hope it's, again, I, I'm, I'm sorry not to shit all over your opinion, Jones. <laughs> I just, 
I just don't want them to. It, it, they have something good going there. It's the PG version of what AEW is doing. Of mm-hmm. course, there's that. There's that real life animosity somewhat that they're bringing in, where Miz is saying, "You know, back in the day, you didn't have my back because people were giving me shit and said I didn't belong." Yada yada yada. And you know, there's a little. There's that little extra heat. Yeah. Oh yeah, in, no, in the feud. So they could. They could do good with it. The content so. is there. It's just a deliverance. And yeah. Yeah. It's so oh, WWE listen, yeah. again to just deliver just a standard that is that at this point it just becomes so stagnant. And that's why when you see week after week the viewership report, it's just it's a it's a dive all the way to the bottom of the pool because it's just stagnancy all across. And that's what I'm saying. That's why, like I said earlier, if it's somebody like Triple H coming back to actually govern how this match is gonna go, what the promos are gonna consist of. And how much content can be delivered? I am so all in, all in. But if it's if it's on the hands of Vince McMahon and writers like Michael Hayes to hope for the best, oh god, that that storyline is just gonna be dragged for five months past WrestleMania. Oh, we'll just we'll we'll, we'll have to wait and see. If it gets dragged past day day one, um, I will come on the podcast and public publicly apologize. I would say no. Say at least the rumble. Give it. Give it at least that. The rumble. Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. If it goes okay. past that. Okay. Yeah. Um. I just. I don't know. I just love Punk. Little. Little bit worried about Punk in the ring. Just a little bit. It's just nice that it's MJF's proved over and over again that he can go. So it's almost going to be like you know MJF's going to be that that ring general spot that where that Punk used to fill back in the day, mm-hmm. carry everyone through it. You know. And keep the wind and keep the thing moving at a smooth pace. And they'll, they'll have some cool storytelling, I'm sure. And see how there's, it goes. The, there's so much going on, but yeah, moving we'll on. See how, we'll see how it goes. All right. Uh, speaking of AEW, let's get an AEW update. We haven't really done one of those since uh, Hangman Page won the AEW world title. Hunter, what's going on in the world of AEW? Besides, uh, obviously, CM Punk and MJF. I mean, quite a lot. This uh, coming week is going to be one of their. Bigger shows, it's almost like, I don't want to say it's like their end of the year bash, but it's going to be one of those winter is coming specials, which is where Kenny Omega beat John Moxley this time last year for the AEW World Championship. So this is going to be their big uh, big night. And you have Hangman works. versus... God. Ding came, right? It was either, it could have been, because they did the snow thing and all that. So that, that, yeah. that could make sense. I, don't, I can't remember that timeline. But you got uh, Hangman versus Danielson. Which was again elevated this past week when you had John Silver and Danielson go at it in the in you know a nice match physical match. Silver just be just somehow keeps you know shining in these freaking singles opportunities, and uh, they kind of kept Hangman a bit away from it. I, I believe he came out at the end or something like that because Danielson got aggressive and he's been doing this thing where he beats every member of the Dark Order senseless and could just <laughs> pin him. One, two, three, but then decides to throw in one of many uh, submission holds to choke them out or make them tap out when they're already beaten to a you know lifeless pulp. So he's he's doing a good job in his role right now. Uh, you have obviously you had Punk come out and do a nice little troll job of MJF's hometown because you saw earlier in the day on Wednesday MJF. Uh, you know usually the guy that'll go on Twitter and say hey, this city that I'm in is full of trash. Everyone's mid. All that. But he said, you know what, Long Island, these are my people. Let's fucking go. And the show starts off, or it was early on, and Punk came out to MGS Music, which is one of those classic heel maneuvers. And then he just rashed on Long Island for, like, 
almost an uncomfortably long time. And you could tell he was having a good time with it. And the fans were enjoying it to an extent. But uh, you know, <laughs> it was it was good. And, you know, they'll. Uh, I do want to know when they're going to have this match, because I, I kind of thought it was going to be winter is coming. But again, they're trying to bring it on a little longer. There's just so many things. You know, Cody is now going to be challenging Guevara for the TNT championship. Coming up soon. Guevara should beat him. Oh, yeah, I agree 100%, which is Cody's got all those burns and everything from that uh, street fight a couple weeks back. So as long as he's, like, cleared and can take bumps on his smoldering skin, then he should be able to put on a quality match. <laughs> Dude, you remember You remember that they were one of the first um, matches, I believe, right? Weren't, didn't Guevara and Cody Rhodes square off? Yeah. At the beginning of AEW? Yep. It was yep. one of those, like, young guy kind of getting his props moments, so mm-hmm. it's another little full circle thing. And look, look at how much Sammy Guevara has accomplished, and look at Cody Rhodes, who hasn't necessarily done much. So now you're coming back to see if Cody can get back on top. TNT title, tag divisions as strong as ever. It's just good. I mean, again, I can't I haven't been I don't I don't I haven't looked forward to a two hour set of television viewing that I have to AW, which seemingly is every week for the last I don't know, six months, maybe more. So mm-hmm. even Raw even Raw was pretty good this past week. And if they can keep up the pace that they were doing, you know, last Monday leading forward. Great, but just AW, I DVR it. I do whatever I can. I watch the highlights. I watch the pre-show stuff. They always have like Road to Dynamite that drops on YouTube like the day before or the afternoon of the show, showing you some storyline progression. Do you guys have anything that's been sticking out to yourself lately, rather than me ramble on for another forty-five minutes about all the stuff I've enjoyed? Uh, one thing that I've I've seen stick out is the fact that. Uh, every time I go to have dinner with my family now, my mom asks about the AEW Dynamite uh, that are on the DVR recordings. Because you, <laughs> have you watched it yet? And I said, nope. Is it me? Not yet. Is it I'm me? coming. Oh, it 100 is. <laughs> also, Hanuman Lisa, thanks you in advance. Uh, she sure. can now watch that new Sex in the City that's out on HBO Max. Because you, I live to please, bro. Happy to help. But no, I mean no. AEW's been great. I mean, um. Again, Winter's Coming is going to be a big show. Um, they, they usually do these television specials, and they, they, they knock it right out the park. This is where I won't be surprised if... If, 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 if Bray Wyatt comes I'll, out, man. Okay. I was going to say, I'll run up the street and slap you upside the head if you say something I think you're going to say. <laughs> Who's talking about uh, Hangman losing the title? Yep. Hangman will I- lose the title until MJF is ready for him. <laughs> He's a placeholder for MJF, unfortunately. Oof. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Um, but no, I think I think in the main event, I think you're gonna get um, the Dark Order and Hangman celebrating. He finally beat the Dragon, the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, and all of a sudden, you're just gonna see William Rotunda's music, and the Dark Order are gonna are not gonna know what to do with him because it's it's Brody's guy, and they can just turn it into Brody sent me to be the leader of the Dark Order. And he just puts his hand up, and all of a sudden you just see John Silver going ah, trembling uh, in his little boots. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, that's, that's my bold take for Winter is Coming, but I doubt it. It has taken a lot longer than I anticipated for him to land somewhere, so it's interesting to see what's actually going to freaking happen with all that. Yeah. And it's Wyndham, it's Wyndham Rotunda now, don't forget. That's what I said. Wyndham Rotunda. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, 
Diego, any thoughts before we move into the final topic of episode 37? No, I'm, I'm actually just really interested again in that Cody versus Sammy uh, Guevara match. I like, you know, I'm a big fan of Guevara, so uh, I like the banter that that's going to bring in. So uh, I, I'm interested. I believe that so, one is either Christmas Eve or on Christmas Days. Uh, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's a Christmas Day episode. So they got I a couple weeks to hype it up and maybe Christmas Day. So that Rampage then? Christmas Day is it because it's the TNT title? I think so, because they like to have it on that show. Yeah. yeah. All right. Last Christmas. I'm just kidding. Um, I gave you <laughs> the, uh, the final topic of the show, speaking of uh, the former WWE releases, it took a long time to get to where they're going. Uh, Adam Skur, Ron Strowman, mm-hmm. uh, came out as the Ring of Honor pay-per-view, part of EC3's little little gang. What, are, what, what Thoughts on that? Ring of Honor Final Battle had some cool surprises. It was a good show where they seemingly sent off the company. If that's if you know, there's again they've teased that it's going to come back, but a lot of there's a lot of special appearances, a lot of video messages from people that have been there over the years, like a guy like Punk, guy like uh, guys like the Young Bucks, Adam Cole, everything like that, and hey, FTR made a nice little appearance, a little stare down with the Briscoes, which everyone is hype about. That's one of those matches they always wanted. Besides, you know, FTR and the Young Bucks, there was also FTR and the Briscoe Brothers. So it'll be nice to see them potentially get on some mainstream everything because they're, they're there's no way the Briscoes don't. There's no way the Briscoes don't go to AEW. Yeah, oh no, there's just too many good matches to have. It, it'd be foolish not to, as long as they're going to open up the checkbook a little bit for them because they do deserve it. They've been working their tails off for years. One day, but, one day, one day, one day, I will, I will see the Briscoes versus. Um, Gargano and Ch- Chamba DIY. Oh, that would be that'd be very one day, one day, one day. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll speak into do, do do we have EC3's like faction that he did the promo about when he came out? Because I'm blanking on it, and I had it, I had it earlier. It was something like forge your destiny or find your something, and was he has like, if, yeah, it was. He but, came out at the end of the show, and it was his stable or whatever they're going to uh, potentially do going forward. Uh, I'll tell you right now. Hold on, I'm looking it up. I had uh, too when I closed the freaking tab. But obviously, Strowman showed up at Ring of Honor and towered over everything because well, he's just a monster of a man, no pun intended. Uh, uh, did you find it, Jones? Uh, no. Is it the emergence? It could be. I can't remember the exact name of it because I didn't order the show. I just saw the highlights and everything. But he, uh, him making his first, seemingly first appearance back on like a major promotion, obviously, is a sign of things to come. I'm still waiting for him to end up in, you know, TNA because he just feels like such an impact guy. And obviously, EC3 was a huge impact guy. So maybe they bring that stable that they. I think it's free highlight. the narrative, actually. That's what it might is. be. Yep. Pretty sure that's what it is. I'm yep. pretty sure that's what it is. Yep. Yep. I, I'm 99% sure you're right. Okay. So, I can't wait to. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait till we get the Young Bucks versus Red Dragon. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dan House you know, uh, is a good one. Uh, you know. I can't say his name right. Bandito yep, is now a free agent again, too, who is a pretty big uh, hot target for a lot of the companies, actually, but he decided to go to Ring of Honor for whatever reason, and he did good there. They're, uh, uh, EC3, hopefully, just they, they hopefully they maybe do a little promotional tour, and they just mm-hmm. do more of that cross-promoting. We'll see, though. I'm just curious to see where these Ring of Honor guys go now. Or anything. Mm-hmm. 
Oh my God! Well, so the, the, the biggest was... domino to fall, you remember, was Jay Lethal, obviously, and he showed up on AEW already. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, Adam Adam Scar is a good one. Uh, where's he go? I mean, Kenny King's always always been a favorite of mine mm-hmm. since the the old TNA days. Um, Speaking geez. of the old TNA days, just wants to do a little like RIP to Jimmy Rave, who seemingly passed away today. Uh, he was part of a tag team with Lance Hoyt back in the day in the TNA days when I first started watching it in like the oh. 2002, 2003 reign. That's that's who that was. Okay. Yeah. So RIP to him. The rock, the rock and roll. Something. Much m- something. Yeah. With uh, yep. Christy Hemme. Yep, exactly. So oh. RIP to that guy. And a lot, lot of uh, outreach from the Twitter community of a bunch of wrestlers shouting out to him, saying how much of a great guy he was. So he'll be missed clearly in the industry. Where so is Keith Lee going? He's still, he's still got his ni- uh, ninety day, I think, because he's he's not give a close. fuck. Where's Keith Lee? We'll find out. Oh, I still say AEW for him too, but again, if they he, can't sign everybody, I'd say Impact. Yeah. That would be such a such a waste. <laughs> hey, you need to fill up your roster somehow. And there's actually, and I think we talked about it a little bit last week with uh, AEW starting to seemingly have some contracts run out, so there could be some openings. And I don't want to say, like, I don't think Big Swole was getting paid, you know, Muko bucks or anything like that. But she, you know, obviously was a person on the roster that they want to give some time to on their YouTube shows, all that. She's gone, potentially guys like Joey Janela. Other ones, etc. So we'll see if how their roster shapes up going forward. Could be a big overhaul, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, that is a that is something. Uh, <laughs> uh, formerly known as Bronson Reed, Jonah has said that um, he wants to fight Keith Everybody. Lee at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, he and beat the piss he, out of somebody. Yeah, he's um, he's he's doing uh, the Battle of Los Angeles. It's PWG's prestigious tournament. Yep. So that's they they got some good fucking names already for that thing. I wish I wish you could see it somewhere rather than having to. I wish they streamed it, but not not. Yeah. All right. Any final thoughts before we conclude? Of what's been a wild episode thirty-seven? No. No. None. No, no, none. Looking forward to seeing how day one shapes up. Obviously, again, you had the Brock and Sami Zayn uh, promo segment on SmackDown this past Friday, which I've watched several times on YouTube because it was very enjoyable. But, you know, Brock's wearing overalls now. He's trying to get Sami to go hunting and fishing with him. And then Paul Heyman just does his little spiel where he's like, that beast had carded it, and they just snaps and beats the shit out of everybody. So we'll see how that <laughs> keeps playing out. Roman was gone for the week, so Heyman was seemingly aligned with Brock and they're still treading that line of who's he actually, you know, whose corner is he in all that. That's going to be there. Obviously day one match and hopefully Sammy Zane keeps getting a little bit more screen time. Cause again, he's just killing it just like almost every other opportunity he's had. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm definitely curious to see what the rest of the card looks like right now. Four matches on it. Uh, we know obviously the triple tap for the WWE title, Biggie, Seth and Kevin Owens. Uh, the universal title between Roman and Brock, uh, Edge versus Miz, and then the SmackDown tag titles, uh, the Usos versus the New Day, which is always a banger. Mm-hmm. So just curious to see how the rest of this card looks because people have said that there's potential for this to be uh, as good as New Year's Revolution used to be back in the day. Yep. But it's I don't know. It's a weirdly if they could... stacked card for the most random pay-per-view. 
I don't know if they can top it in an elimination chamber though. But that's nothing's gonna top in that first cash in moment. That was that was edges oh, to this mm-hmm. day. Mm-hmm. All right. So with that being said, episode thirty seven in the books. Thank you, uh, Culture Guy Sports. Make sure you use the internet one time. Uh, check them out. Um, thank you to our both our sponsors, Exogun and Shocked Energy. Thank mm-hmm. you to our informal sponsors of uh, Jergens and Gergens. Um, <laughs> we are signing off episode thirty seven, uh, and we will see you guys next week. See you. Yeah.